our first episode of our um, Lifetime Movie Club podcast <laughs> titled Killed by This Podcast. Right. Uh, we are your hosts, uh, Michael Casey, Casey Magic, and I'm Lydia Loveless. How are you doing today, Lydia? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Buried in recording equipment that I don't know how to use. Yeah, well, we'll get there. Um, we decided we wanted to start a podcast because one of our favorite pastimes is watching Lifetime movies, yeah? Yeah, I've been watching Lifetime since I was a little child in the 90s, so it's kind of stuck with me. And I would always turn them on because I thought they were so salacious and crazy that, you know, they were kind of fun to kind of watch and, and do that. And I think, you know, definitely since we've been living together and been Lifetime movie club members... Uh, yeah. It's been a it's been a really fun thing to do, and we do we would just sit around and talk about how ridiculous or how great or how ridiculously horrible uh, yeah. some of these movies were. It's we're good like, stuff to get lost in, yeah. especially when you're uh, depressed and don't have the energy to actually care about character development. Oh yeah, I know. Like, well, some of or them what? have good character <laughs> development, some of them don't. Or what's going yeah, on? Or what the hell's going on? Or is it a misnomer? <laughs> it's like is the title yeah. a misnomer? And I think that's the first thing we're going to talk about with our our first movie that we're reviewing is how much it has to do with the movie itself. Well, uh, why don't you introduce the movie for tonight? Uh, the movie we're going to do today is uh, "Seduced by My Neighbor," mm. and um, when I saw this on the Lifetime Movie Club app. It's a picture of a man and a woman happily sitting together in a hot tub. I think there's probably some champagne or white wine yeah, or something white wine. involved. And uh, so I guess I thought it was going to be about a happily married couple and a hot woman maybe moves mm-hmm. in and uh, kind of seduces the the loving father, husband. and uh, Oh, so you thought stray. it was going to be a woman yes. seducing yes. a man. But as it turns out, it was... Not that at all. What was your expectation? <laughs> My expectation was not dissimilar. Um, I, because the dude, um, and I can't remember his name, like John St. John or something like that. Yeah, um, something. I definitely thought he was going to be the seducer, mm-hmm. seducing the woman. Gotcha. Um, but I thought he was going to seduce her and then try to control her or, or, or do whatever. I wasn't really, really totally sure actually how that was going to play out but um as we found out after we watched that movie none of that happens yeah the all. actual plot of this movie if you can believe it is about a man who actually has a job as security in a neighborhood mm-hmm. of mansions oh yeah he just drives around in a golf cart making sure with his with his jacket no... that says security <laughs> yeah. on the back his khakis. <laughs> and his khakis and he makes sure nobody is breaking into anyone's houses i.e he is basically stalking everyone in the neighborhood but particularly this woman who is recently widowed and he becomes obsessed with her and starts staging break-ins i guess to her house so that oh, he yeah. can set up a security system that he can always monitor and and then it just gets the out of hand is. it just gets out of hand from that point forward yeah and uh yeah well i mean let's start with the plot so um the plot I, the movie's kind of crazy because it opens up with actual credits unlike, unlike normal lifetime, lifetime movies, movies where it's 
you're just thrown right in. Yeah, you're whatever. just you just start right in, and somebody's like, "Jerry, where's the glasses of wine?" And you're yeah. like, "Oh." And the action starts pretty quickly within the first five minutes of the movie because the woman is happily married in the opening scene, drinking white wine, of course. Um, her apparently her husband is dropping off. Their his mother, arthritic grandmother. Who the <laughs> only reason you can tell that this woman is anyone's mother <laughs> is because she's like, oh my rheumatoid arthritis or um whatever, and she has a cane, but really she looks like younger. Than, yeah, she looks like than the people that like are maybe ten years older children. than like, which would actually be like my mom in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this guy's like leading his arthritic mother into the retirement home i guess is what they call it it's oh, not a nursing home but who, it's this, assisted this, living this mother sure. of his no shortage of letting you know she has rheumatoid yeah. arthritis like she, everything is based around her rheumatoid arthritis if this were a drinking game and you had to take a shot every time someone mentioned the mom having arthritis you, you ain't driving for a couple hours yeah. yeah you're you're done um so he leads her in and then decides to call his wife the main character mm-hmm. who is at home getting crunk on a wednesday or whatever Oh, she's a nurse we figured that yeah, out she's a nurse slash whatever the fuck she ends up doing at, mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie um <laughs> and, uh, he gets in the car and calls his wife and he's like you know we ought to think about moving closer to my mom and you yep. could even work at the retirement home and she's like that sounds great honey so which we made the joke about, like, oh, yeah, great, come wipe your mother-in-law's butthole for, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> like in a turn. Like, that's, like, no one would be excited to be around somebody's parents every day as you're paying in their I mean, I don't job. know what anyone who works at this retirement home does, but we'll get to that later. Apparently they're bartenders. <laughs> we'll but... <laughs> yeah. It's like a casino. But, um... <laughs> anyway, unfortunately, the husband is not going to see this become a reality because, like, two seconds later, he's like, oh! And there's a bright flash of light and then horrifically this woman is just on the phone listening to, to her husband a horrible die car accident it's in a car accident which awful. is also i think is pretty funny because that's that's another uh what we've picked up as one of our common lifetime tropes is there's some major accident that happens to some character a car wreck or an accidental shooting a mugging gone bad uh, there's always this like key trigger oh, yeah, and this was like, a key trigger so, yeah. for this um, and this one, right after that happens, we're, we're two years into the future. Yeah. It's yeah. two years later. We're panning slowly over a house that looks like an orphanage. It yeah. is so big. Uh, and At <laughs> least six out, bedrooms. Turns out this woman, whose name I cannot remember for the life of me, it's like <laughs> Tina or something. Let me see if I can pull it up while you're talking. <laughs> And her daughter, her teenage daughter, who in the opening scene is asking for a ride somewhere, but she looks like she's about 18, and then two years later, she still needs a ride somewhere to school. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a time, like two years later. So like, I don't know how old she's supposed she's straight to be. Up, I would imagine she's supposed to be about 15. Maybe, um, but she Clearly this still woman, drive. if she can buy a fucking, the Playboy Mansion to live in, then she should probably buy her kid a Well, car, and also, why would you so. buy this giant house for you and your <laughs> shitty teenage daughter to live in for, like, one year? Because then she's going to be alone in that house. Yeah. Um, well, not if she gets a man. Not if she gets dun, a man. Dun. That is very true. <laughs> yeah. So, Tina, or whatever mm-hmm. her name is, is uh, moving into this new house with her daughter, 
They have nothing to bring in but two big suitcases that look smaller than something I would take on tour. So they don't have very much <laughs> with them. Uh, and I guess the first thing they do is open the front door, go into the backyard, and leave that door open. So in wanders Mike. Yeah, Mike, oh, Mike. Allen. He's the security guy. Or maybe it's Mike Adam. Or so. He has like two first names mm-hmm. as a name. Mike Allen. Mike Allen. And... um. He <laughs> waltzes right in to be like, I'm the security guard, which I would not be cool with. I don't know why in Lifetime movies there's always a really overly friendly guy that well, women are immediately o- trusting. Overly of. friendly to the tune of he brings like a, a, a basket that has coffee, chocolate, tea. And cereal. And s- <clears throat> which is a really weird gift basket, Which of these Mike? things doesn't belong, Mike? But also, they left the front door open, walk yeah. all the way through the house, leave the back door open, and Mike just invites him fucking himself into the damn yeah. end of the thing. Rude. But he is the security so guy, so, you know, he kind of has a right. Um, shortly after this, you know, they get all buddy-buddy. He talks about setting up their security system, and he mentions that it's really old and it's not going to work very well. And the mom's like, oh, well, <laughs> And then we see across the street a woman who apparently has no life because for oh, yeah. the next like five scenes she's just going to be standing in this window and staring. And I think that's Julia. Yeah, and you start staring to wonder across the street. what's Julia's deal. Yeah, which you we think don't know. Maybe she'll be the bad guy. Maybe not really because it's so obvious that this creepy uh, security guy is just fucked up. But and our lead character is Sarah. Okay, Sarah is this lead lady and her crappy daughter who mm-hmm. is like. Allie is Allie, her daughter. Yeah. Okay. So then what happens, Michael? Well, then all of a sudden, like night one, they have lived in this neighborhood all of one day. 40 minutes or whatever yeah. it's been. <laughs> like, And we see a hooded figure with sunglasses in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't know how they're getting around. Try to break the window yeah. with a, um, a rock. And does the daughter, he, this first he does not, because okay. the daughter gets thirsty and gets up in the middle oh, of the night yeah. So, yeah. and stymies him, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, flash forward, you know, the day goes by, random, just moving the plot forward. That dark but figure comes like, back. that was weird. Grabs the same rock. Goes right up to the window. And sm- <laughs> yeah, smashes it. like, throws it like a... An inch from the window. Oh, yeah. Shatters like, the glass. He could have just punched it if he was just trying to break yeah. something. But he didn't. He threw the rock in there. There is a an alarm going off, which I guess is not calling the cops because it's so outdated. Um, the, the women run into the mom's bedroom. They're screaming. They grab two decorative statues from Hobby Lobby. And then who shows up? They hear a man coming in the house. And what do they hear? Allie, Sarah, and they're like, "Oh, it's Mike." Um, <laughs> oh, Mike, and they hug him and shit. <laughs> yeah. They straight and up this hug guy him. That they've known for like no time. And also, let's be very fucking clear for two <laughs> seconds. Mike lives right across the street. Yeah, he he sits in his garage and leaves the garage door open yeah. and just stares With at his them. Golf court, cart that he probably rode across the street to get here. <laughs> um. And it's fairly obvious at this point. I'm not sure that you're actually supposed to know this. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's obviously Mike breaking into the house. Right. And to make them feel endangered. So that he can be like, oh, I'm very good with security systems. I'll help you set one up. Upstate Give me city. the key to your house and I'll go in while you're gone and set it all up. 
<laughs> so the security system essentially is Mike taking Mike's controlling. or gluing an iPad to the yeah, wall right. and then setting up a bunch of cameras I forgot about that. over the house. Glues the iPad to the wall, puts them all on FaceTime <laughs> so you can see it around the house. He puts one right over the hot tub, of course. Yeah, which is... In the shower, kind of just like all the places that you don't want someone <laughs> no, watching. No, he, he definitely has one in the bedroom, as you find yeah. out way later. He but, goes yeah. into the bedroom, he sees what's obviously an underwear drawer. He naturally goes over to it and starts fingering everything in it. Which is so gross on so many <laughs> levels because I was like, he's going to sniff her panties. And <laughs> we were like, not. holy shit. He picks up her bikini and lightly fondles the crotch area while <laughs> he goes into a reverie about oh the hot tub which is where we get the scene this which is where, where we, we get the cover shot which is the mom and mike in the hot tub <laughs> drinking champagne yep. and the um mom decked out with some hot pink lipstick yeah the daughter comes by in this fantasy she goes everybody say cheese and takes a picture of the mom now Keep in mind, it's been two years since her father has died violently and horribly. And she wants to take a picture of her mom and With this her new, new boyfriend in a hot tub making out. But this is, also but Mike's, anyway, Mike's this is also Mike's fantasy. And then he so. looks at the bed and he kind of sort of humps the pillow a little bit. Did you notice that? Yeah. He kind of rubs himself <laughs> on the pillow, which this Trevor St. John guy crushed this game yeah, as far he is as very, uh, he's so intense as a lifetime actor not bad no he's he's very good but then you know we move forward uh things that actually don't further the plot uh old girl meeting the dude across the street which was one of the inconsistencies we found because when they arrived <laughs> he's shirtless he's shirtless playing basketball across the street <laughs> yeah. And the very next day they're at school and you can see their breath. Their breath is just all through this movie. Like, everyone is fucking cold. Freezing cold. They're all wearing coats and hats. Now, this daughter is a fucking dud. I'm sorry. She <laughs> just keeps trying to figure out how to get with this dude who's, I guess, supposed to be hot. Or so what know. do you think makes her a dud? I'm curious. Well, she's like, oh, I'm going to hit on the neighbor. So she goes up with a water bottle and sprays it all over him and goes, oh, I didn't mean to do that. But, but I think tripped. it was almost like she was doing it on purpose to have an excuse to talk to him. I hmm. couldn't tell. <laughs> anyway, she just walks away and gets a ride home. Oh, she gets an Uber or something to right. go home. Um, the next time she wants to hit on this guy... She asks if he'll come over and hang out with her. Oh, because she's scared because the break-in happened. Because they got broken into. And he and his friends are sitting in her hot tub, just willy-nilly, for no reason, splashing the water out of it. And I guess, like, drinking beer. Constantly. And she is sitting there doing what? In a hat and coat, not facing them. Oh, yeah, facing the camera. Staring into space. Like, even for the nerdiest of nerds, that's, like, at least get in your own fucking hot tub. Well, and speaking of nerdiest of nerds, well, that's going on. Mike and Sarah oh, yeah. are Mike having and Sarah dinner, are kind of having like a lunch date. After he's our okay, wait, we have to we have to back up because there's a couple things oh, that happen. I, sorry, I'm you remember this myself. now? Yeah, uh, he got his key. He made got out her, of her key, her key copied. Yeah, and then ran into her, which kind of threw him off. And then he helps her with the groceries. And what happens? Oh yeah, they almost get hit by a crazy driver <laughs> in the parking lot. Now, the car drives by at like. Very Full quickly, speed. but what Mike's reaction is very odd. He turns around and yells at the store, <laughs> "Hey, watch where you're going!" Now it has nothing to do with <laughs> where this car has driven off. No, it's he just, just kind of turns around and yells, 
in a direction. Well, and it's also kind of <laughs> silly because the car's parked at like one of the front spaces, so the car would have had to turn left or right, and I don't think it would have gone right. It yeah. would have probably like swing left. And second part, Mike deserves probably almost getting hit because he just shoves the fucking shopping cart into the empty car space. Yeah, he is my the worst kind of person. He, he is definitely the worst person. Rolls the cart away from his person um, but, but so then they go to oh, oh by wait. the way this is in mike invites her for a drink he's yeah. like and she's like mike it's four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> it's pretty early <laughs> but you know whatever everyone in lifetime movies is always drunk also i see in this in this part because i thought it looked like kentucky i don't think anyone else will give a shit about this but i'm from ohio and i noticed that this movie was shot in Louisville, Kentucky, because they're mm-hmm. in Brownsboro at like the Brownsboro hardware store or something. Fun yeah. fact, uh, Lifetime movies can be shot <clears throat> literally anywhere. Well, and we, I think one of the things we like to do is trying to figure out where this is supposed to take place. I mean, yeah. a lot of them are California and stuff. Where it is, yeah. But when you see Muddy River, that's definitely like right. in the Midwest, East Coast area. So they go to... Where else? A German restaurant to yeah, get a drink. Right next to the <laughs> Brownstone <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Brownsville. Brownsboro. And um, they're eating what looks like poop-filled stromboli. I'm not really <laughs> sure what the fuck it's supposed to be. But it's a German restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Germans love poop-filled strudels. I don't know poop what strudel. the hell they are eating. <laughs> They're just having a gay old time. Oh, but how do we know they're having a gay old time? Somehow at the smallest table in the restaurant, they're both sitting <laughs> on the same like side of it. Elbow to elbow. Facing yeah. facing the camera. Gotta fit them on the screen. And um, what happens next? He's showing her through how to use her new security system that he, for some reason, has on his phone as well. Yeah. Which she does not think is even slightly weird. Not at all. He because tells her... Her new passcode, and it is what? 0605. Which is? Her birthday. Yeah. And she's like, what a coincidence. And he's like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I had no idea what I was Um, doing. (laughs) So as he's showing her the new security system, she turns it on and sees her daughter not having a crazy party with shirtless dudes. Oh, they do, though. I mean... Yeah, but the daughter is not fucking partying. Oh, yeah, the, the daughter's not partying, partying she's but she's mad. Wrapped up in a she blanket. wants to go do it, but Mike talks her down. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to spoil so his coffee. So she's like, I need to stop this. And he's like, you need to learn to let her be alone so she's not scared or whatever. And then she kind of goes into this thing about a dude. Mm-hmm. About letting people into your life, and Mike totally thinks it's about it's him. About him. Oh man, which sucks for Mike because he's just like playing into it. Which is too. the most like, awkward thing that can ever happen is when people do that, and he's just this clueless dude. So he's like, I think that man is just waiting for you to give just, him a sign. He's yeah. so patient. He'll be patient for you as long. I as I can you assure need. you. Yeah. <laughs> he probably likes anal. No, he <laughs> but uh, he goes pretty intently into. Directing that attention is, to himself. Him. Yeah. Uh, then the fire alarm starts going off. On the because phone. there is a fire in the house. Why? Because a bunch of teenagers apparently thought they could put a metal popcorn machine into a microwave. Very true. Except but the house on fire. We also, we, we did leave out the part where, where she briefly met Chris at the retirement home. <laughs> yeah, sucks. Who turns out to be... <laughs> The fireman the putting fireman, out yeah. the, uh, the only microwave in fire town in Brownsboro. In Brownsboro, the hottest also, dude, the hottest, hottest lifetime movie guy I've ever hot, seen. I have to say, hot. I am talking hot. Like I was <laughs> like, God damn, dude is. I, you know, I'm an Antonio Sabato Jr. fan. 
He definitely trumps Antonio yeah. Sabato Jr. Without um, a doubt. We'll talk later about his bod, which is the climax of the movie. Um, <laughs> in our opinion. In many ways. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is all starting. So he goes it's, to put out the fire. He, he puts it's, out the fire. The they do Sorry. the thing, mm-hmm. but this starts to really pull focus towards this uh, neighborhood barbecue. Yeah, it, this is kind of like a swirling thing that's starting to happen. From everyone's been talking about it, talking about it, it might as well be the fucking it. state fair yeah. for this mansion community. And when we get to the barbecue, it's it's not a barbecue. It's, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. Can you describe what it looked like? <laughs> First, let's get to the fact that she invites Chris, the firefighter, yes, to the the BBQ as I call it. And uh, Mike, of course, is like, <clears throat> oh yeah, <clears throat> Mike's not He's having huffing that and shit. Puffing. And uh, we find out that the neighbor lady who's been spying on everybody every five seconds is actually in love with Mike, and keeps showing up at his house. Mm-hmm. She shows up to his house and she's like, finally, we can go to the barbecue together, Mike. She's got a date. he's like, we will never be together. And she's like, well, I could tell everybody that you purposely broke into that woman's house. Uh, And she starts to blackmail him. She's blackmailing him so she can go to the fucking potluck. That's how desperate this woman is, by the way. She is, (laughs) her desperation is going to be her downfall in a sense. (laughs) So the barbecue day comes, everyone's having a great time, even arthritic grandma shows up talking oh, yeah. about With Chris. how arthritic she right. is. Yeah, she uh, brings you, Chris as the woman Sarah's date. Can you elaborate, like, the Let's talk about the, the food. food. <laughs> the food at the barbecue. <laughs> there is a, no sandwich fixings whatsoever, and yet a big bowl of ice with romaine lettuce. Just laid around <laughs> Laid it. around the side. A big pile of raw vegetables. Yeah, like carrot circles. <laughs> maybe what looks like maybe some buffalo chicken meatball Bites or things. something. And uh, two, two pies and a pecan, cake, pies. pecan pies because Sarah's specialty is the pecan pie. You know, because Sarah <laughs> comes across as so Southern to me, like, that she would know how to make a good pecan pie. I don't think pie. you have to be Southern to, like, shitty nut pie. <laughs> shit, shit nut pie. <laughs> shit nut pie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> everyone's chowing and chatting, and uh, Chris and Sarah are getting really intimate. He's talking about how he actually met her husband before he died, and... And can we also be very clear? This is like the cheesiest part of the movie because we rewatch this. We don't rewatch many of these Lifetime movies, but this scene in particular, Actually, the barbecue, it was the finest acting and direction I've ever seen in any Lifetime movie. I have to say, it was this? You think scene. was so. this whole? Was this this whole scene? Right? Not this specific scene not, with them. Not yet until. Yeah, yeah we so get there. They're just about to kiss. Chris and Sarah are just about to kiss. Clearly, they're getting hot and heavy. Chris is really hot. Um, we all agree on this. Mm-hmm. And Mike comes over and he's like, Yo, Chris, <laughs> you play any table tennis? Ping you pong. Know, ping pong. He's getting really like, he's having a manic uh, moment. Moment, basically. And it's, and it's, it's, it's getting psychotic. It's all, it's the, machi- the machismo he brings the to the table for this like <laughs> ping pong thing. Yeah. It's like, it might as well have been like, he slaps him <laughs> with a glove, spits on him, and goes like, <laughs> Noon, sundown, meet yeah. me at the ping pong table. It's incredibly over the top with this excitement to play ping pong and beat Chris's ass in ping pong. So they both like take off their shirts. Chris, very muscular. Oh, yeah. Well, he's he's got a, a, like he's a, got a white shirt, shirt on. I'm I was trying to be nice. I but don't want to say shirt. that shirt. Okay, he's wearing a ribbed 
Tank top. Tank top. There you go. And Mike dresses <laughs> down into like a flappy ass black shirt. Yeah. Some he might go. Sweat he might stained, need to go break some windows later. Shirt. Yeah. And let's also talk. This ping pong table has been squeezed into this dining room. For Everyone whatever. at the entire BBQ surrounds the table. There's like at least fifty people. We have. I counted thirty seven. Oh, okay. I, I literally we watched it and counted <laughs> the Mike versus. Uh, Chris and Mike was turning up 12 people on his side of the room. Yeah. And Chris was uh, turning up 24 people on his okay. side of the room. Gotcha. Uh, so the ping, ping, <laughs> ping, the pong. ping pong match is very intense. Mike is obviously losing. Chris is kicking his ass. But as Mike has mentioned, there are no hard returns. Yeah, so he can't hit it hard. Chris from hits back. a hard return and... Mike demands they dock him a point. Well, I think because Mike's egging him on. Mike's being like mm-hmm. a total ping pong pro. It's like, oh, is that all you got? Yeah, hey, is that all you yeah. got? He's just acting crazy. And um, everyone is like, whoa, this guy is really nuts. They're apparently just now realizing this. Um, <laughs> He's this been working in the neighborhood for years. <laughs> He's been breaking into people's homes and just waltzing in. And updating whatever. their security yeah. systems. <laughs> Um, anyway, Chris obviously wins, but Mike demands they dock him a point, so they call it a draw. Mike's really pissed because he doesn't want it to be called a draw. No. He wants to win. Yes. But Sarah is like, no, I think I want to take Gladys, arthritic grandma, to my house and give her a tour. So everyone mm-hmm. leaves and is looking at Mike like, whoa. Yeah, bro. Go, bro. Except for, uh, what's oh, her Oh, except for the neighbor lady who, Who's- like... Super like behind has Mike. Just chugged. A oh yeah, she chugs a bottle of wine before no. the ping pong match. That was like <laughs> she had like like she couldn't bring it with her for some reason. Like she had this little plastic glass yeah. of wine where the stem fills the stem up with fills wine. Up, yeah, and, and she's she like chugs that it, stem. It, but the she chugged it. She looked around like it was strapped to the table. She's like uh uh chug yeah. chug 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 chug. It's like you could have took it with you. I imagine. Right. So then what happens? Um. Then uh. You know. Uh, Mike is kind of seeing what what's going on. He's kind of looking out the the window, and um, uh, Chris and Gladys and Chris's mom and and the family they're all going to check out the house, and they're kind of like making out. I guess he's like, I want to finish what I did, what I started earlier, which yeah. was was the kissing, and they're kissing on the front porch. Lo and behold. Who's behind the tree in the front yard? In a yard. bright floral dress that would not blend in whatsoever. <laughs> then crazy neighbor lady. Crazy neighbor watching lady. Watching them. She's very excited about this. She runs into Mike's house unannounced because I guess he just never locks the door. And he's always right in the foyer. Yeah, taking <laughs> off his security jacket. <laughs> never anywhere else. Yeah, Mike's house is only the foyer <laughs> and the garage. Yeah. That's all we know of Mike's and, house. And um, he's like rubbing his eyes and he's distraught because he lost the ping pong match. And what's her face is like... They're in love. Now you and I can finally be together. Yeah, and she's going, did you see them? Like, did she's totally rubbing guessing? it in. Yeah. We can watch them every day, falling more and more in love. I don't know why she's really excited about She's. That. I think she's excited because now Mike can write this relationship, yeah. this fantastic so relationship clearly, off. Yeah, it's just going to forget about it. Little does she know Mike is fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, Mike gets really mad, starts making out with her to get her to relax, and then chokes the shit out of her which yeah. I guess you counted in which, like 27 seconds or something uh, 14 second choke gotcha. out like, and uh, she was kind of turned on by it at first because she did the little leg lift when he grabbed her by yeah. the neck and then boom she realizes he's actually like killing her the first visual choking victim we have of yeah. Mike because Mike 
loves the smothering. More. <laughs> yeah, Mike loves to smother he some motherfuckers. Like Mike yeah. is insane. Cut to I guess Gladys is oh she's gonna turn in at the retirement home. Speaking take of which, I guess we've forgotten to really talk about what goes on at the retirement home. So Sarah works there doing God knows what. She always wears like stripper heels, and she has a clipboard and she walks around say, a lot. But she wears very big high heels. She has a clipboard and. Gladys and her friend Mary just drink martinis and play cards and play like, gin all day. day. It's I mean, fucking got insane. To be trashed. I can't drink a martini without being trashed in the middle of the day, no less. So, yeah, maybe that's how they do it in Louisville. They're like, that's <laughs> true. It is, it is Kentucky. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, everyone's just trashed at the retirement home all the time. Um, anyway, Gladys turns in. She's settling down into her little chair. But wait, she's settling down. But we, we get a we get a rapid uh, change of uh, going from daytime to nighttime with the uh, accelerated camera yeah, view of the it's sun like going 3 down. Yeah, o'clock, but now she's in bed. So. But while she was like winding down, Mike's car pulls up into the parking lot, mm-hmm. and he, he lays his seat, seat down until until the next scene where he rises up like a fucking vampire like bella lagosi he, he just the, the, uh, I, I think the second second to the up. ping pong thing he just floats up into the driver's seat job. it is amazing he climbs out <laughs> he goes and knocks on gladys's door because he knows where she lives because oh wait stupid no sarah wrote it on a post-it note she did but also he hacks in he hacks in the back door. Oh, yeah. Because he he's go got back. all the security code. he has every co- security code everywhere in Louisville. In Louisville yeah. Or Mike's, got, Mike's got Louisville on lockdown. Yeah. He knows everybody, can get in anywhere. It's really weird that this guy just has an iPad full of everyone's security info, but he does because he's very trustworthy, clearly. So he busts right in the Gladys room. <laughs> Gladys not having it. Her arthritis has been he's acting like, up you all need day. To go. And he's like, call your daughter now and tell her that, that she loves me. She loves me and not Chris. And Gladys is an idiot because she gave away her mace to Sarah in the very beginning of the movie. You know, she re-gifted the mace from the dead father. Sarah gave the mace to to her daughter. Her daughter. So this family heirloom mace. Anyway, Gladys doesn't have it anymore. (laughs) Family heirloom mace. Gladys doesn't have anything to defend herself. So what happens? Mike she chokes her. Of she's course. well. well she's smothered with a, with a pillow. She starts to scream, which yeah. apparently everybody's hearing aids are no turned off at six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mary, who obviously hears someone screaming, is like Gladys, but she sees Mike running away, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that man!" And she goes in, Gladys, Gladys, ah! Obviously, Gladys dead. Now, who would be the first person you would call if your mother? Wait, say you work at a retirement home okay. and someone is murdered. Yes. Their daughter-in-law works for you yeah. and is the only contact you have. I, for me personally, it would be Do police. Do you think that you would then, maybe then, contact, yeah. you know, this daughter-in-law? Police no and one family. does. No, no one does. They call the fire department. The fire so department. Chris, <laughs> because Chris has to save the day. I mean, he's so hot. You want to get him yeah. as many scenes as you can. Yeah. So he goes in. He's like, oh, no, it's Gladys. Well, and also... Uh, my, uh, not Mike. Uh, Chris decides to call um, Sarah. Sarah, but she doesn't pick up the phone. She's in the shower. She's in the shower. So he leaves a message that's the most nebulous, dumb fucking yeah, message in the world. Yeah, it doesn't tell her anything. It's like something's happened at the funeral. Call me. Or funeral home. <laughs> the retirement <laughs> home. Retirement yeah. home. <laughs> at the retirement home. Call me. And she's like, 
Ooh, but she calls. Guess what? Chris doesn't answer because he's saving people. Right. Not saving them, I guess. Putting them. But then Mike shows up and says, hey, something happened. I'll drive you there. Yeah. You guys get in the car. Daughter. They both get in. Get in the car. Actually, that's not what happens. They get into their car. Everything is normal, but he oh. disabled their car. He did disable their car. They turned the key like oh, one shit. time and he goes, anything wrong? And he's yeah. totally breathless. He's run up to the car like, I just couldn't help noticing something seemed like it was wrong. So yeah. they get in his car. Totally normal, right? I like how the daughter can Uber from school, but they get enough car with this fucking psycho. Anyway, yeah. um, they're driving to the nursing home and the mom's Sarah is like, I can't get any service. And he's like, Oh yeah, it's bad service in the canyon. Which we can't figure out what canyon and, uh, in Kentucky, is, but <laughs> it's flat. By the way, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't know the definition of a canyon. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they're in one apparently, and uh, they're one. not getting service. And she's like, "Oh, you must have missed the turn." He's like, "No, I'm not taking you there." And I've got a story for you, which is where I started to realize they were tying all this shit together, which they tied in super well. This is like. I would say, as as far as plot twists go, it was a nice one. Didn't expect it. Pretty interesting. It was interesting because Mike confesses to his wife was leaving him with another man. With another man, he was and the daughter. Them. Yeah, and their kid. And he tried to run him off the road. Yep. Which he did, but in in the turn, process, it was uh, Sarah's, Sarah's husband, husband Neil ran off the other side yeah. of the road. Neil didn't even die. No. So at all. Instead of driving off, Mike goes down into the canyon, which is really literally just on the other side of the road because it's not really hilly there. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't flat. understand how this canyon exists, <laughs> but yeah, because it's a deep hill He's on the one hill. side, and there's a fire with yeah. a car on one side, and then across he sees is a Neil field. Is totally, pretty much okay. Yeah, a little bloody and shaken up, but he's trying to get out of the car, and what does Mike do? Chokes, Chokes him, him the him fuck out. out. Now Instead we're on, of just driving off and letting this poor guy live. We're, we're on the third suffocation victim of, <laughs> yes. of the episode, right? And, and so at this point, all this. the sixth murder Mike has committed that we know of. Yeah. So as he's confessing this, uh, Allie is in the backseat fingering her mace that mm-hmm. she keeps in her sock. Trying to get it out of her sock. Trying to get it out. Uh, Sarah is like, oh, I love you, not Chris. We realize Chris is in the trunk. Oh, and, it, and at that <laughs> point when you realize in the trunk, Mike gives him the ultimatum. He was like, me you can be Chris. with me yeah. or, no, 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 you can be with me or you're going to end up just like my family did. Yeah, basically he's just going to He's going to kill everybody yeah. or he's you're, she's going to be with them or you're going to kill everybody and Sarah decides to... Of course Sarah lies and says, oh, I only want to be with you. The dumbass daughter is like, no, mom, no. Yeah. What are you talking about? Because she doesn't understand anything about life because like, once again, she is a dud. But anyway. then she uses it to surreptitiously communicate yeah. the mace thing because the, the daughter... mom's giving her the eyes like, I love you, Mike, and staring at the daughter. Do you, you daughter remember like, oh. your dad? Yeah. Yeah. So they drive to a barn for it, some yeah, reason. In this canyon. <laughs> the, canyon. The canyon barn. That's where they, they went. They drive and pull in here. They all get out of the car. Or no, they don't even get out of the car. They're getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. And the daughter finally fucking maces the shit out of Mike. Right. The mom slithers opens the out of the car. car door and just falls <laughs> head first onto the ground where Mike can grab her legs. So she's trying to crawl. 
the car because apparently she forgot how to get out of the car. Yeah. I don't know why. And Mike's slithering behind her. It's <laughs> yeah. like this weird, like, human centipede out the of the car. The mom gets away. She grabs the tire iron, or the daughter throws it to her, and she whacks Mike on the head. Knocks him out. They get Chris out of the trunk. He's tied up with a giant rope that no one ever has lying around. I'm no. not sure where Mike got this thing, but it is completely... <laughs> He's in security. He knows people. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. Because Mike is presumably dead, but probably not dead. Yeah, we're not sure at this point in the story if he's dead. And we see the same cop that came over at the very beginning. And the cop's like, wow, you are lucky that you found him. (laughs) He was wanted for the murder of, what's her name? Julie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they found Julie Because I guess they found her at Mike's house. I don't know why they found her at Mike's house. Why were they in Mike's house? How did they know Mike was part of the deal? I don't even know. I have no idea. They were were on it, though, I'll tell you that. Anyway, he was wanted. For that murder, <laughs> if you ask this cop. Maybe they're so good at policing is because they're all robotic. Yeah. Is, is that it? I don't know. <laughs> they're police robots. Cut to, of course, Sarah, Chris, and Allie all live together. Six months later. Allie's dating the... Chris. Shirtless oh, guy. Allie's dating the neighbor <laughs> Whatever kid. Whatever the neighbor kid is. <laughs> Whoever this kid is. He's forgettable. Nobody can see their breath anymore. No. It's definitely at least six months later since the last season change, which is probably still cold in reality. Then cut to... Wait, then cut to they're kind of having their family makeout time, yeah. uh, Chris and them. And then we cut to a penitentiary, yeah. which is, I think, the nicest part of the film. And right. we see Mike laying in his uh, his room with his, his jumpsuit on his dorm, <laughs> his prison uh, dorm. because we did notice when when they showed the prison from the outside there was some weird picket fence on the yeah. inside of the Very prison strange. which was really weird but then we see him slip like what appears to be like at least like five or six hundred maybe more dollars it had yeah. to be like five or six it was a hundred on the outside so assuming it was all hundreds like four or five hundred bucks for a cell phone because through his food flap or whatever you call it yeah food flaps food slat <laughs> And apparently Sarah's so stupid she's never changed the fucking code from her birthday. Or, you know, taken down his security system or anything. So Mike, what does he do? He goes right to the bedroom camera and zooms in. Where out not Allie, sorry, Sarah Sarah Chris are, you know, getting getting it on. on. Like getting it on. And you know End scene. End scene and movie. movie. And I thought, you know, as far as our first pick, uh seduced by my neighbor we have to say there was no seduction going on in this movie Nobody whatsoever was really ever seduced they were stalked, stalked by, my by my neighbor but maybe stalked but by my neighbor already, my neighbor already exists so i don't know why they couldn't have thought of anything more appropriate it's uh, it's like kind of like zoning laws maybe you have to name stuff differently like you can't have the same band thing. name like if you have yes the band no name, i kind of think yes, you have band. to name your lifetime movie a certain thing yeah yeah, something by something, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, because it had nothing to do with Creeped out by my nanny. Yeah. Or, you know, <clears throat> murdered by my husband. Right. My sister is fucking gone crazy yeah. or whatever. So you know. what was your opinion of this movie? I mean, as far as Lifetime films go, it was highly enjoyable for a lot of reasons. But two of those reasons were Mike. They were all Mike. Well, yeah. the eye candy of the, the Chris character, <laughs> I'll give him that. He was really handsome for a lifetime actor because yeah. a lot of them look plasticine and barrel-chested and weird. Right. He was actually really fit. Like, eats eats that lettuce. That's probably why it was a barbecue right. with lettuce. And I really enjoyed the ping-pong scene. It's probably my favorite scene in a lifetime movie to date. It I was agree. That 
fucking amazing hysterical think, craziness. Yeah, I think overall it was not the greatest Lifetime movie ever, but it, that scene made everything worthwhile. If I was going to give it, I would give it four and a half out of five stars. It was almost the best Lifetime movie, at least with the tropisms. It tied it all up. It was tied together. And it wasn't overcomplicated by a rush. Like, there was time periods. Like, it happened over two years and six months and the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like you know, it gets some deductions from me for, for not being the greatest uh, thing in the world. But the way they tied it all the end together that Mike killed them and killed the dad and, like, oh, he was just, like, the psychopath. To me, that was really good. What about you? Mm, I guess I'd give it, like, three out of five stars. It got, oh, the, you're so it got the job done. But, I mean, I guess all movie characters are pretty stupid. But I think the characters made a lot of really, really stupid decisions that got too much on my nerves. For like what? Uh, Oh, like letting that guy set up her security system in the first place. Yeah, but again, that's the Gladys giving thing. away her mace. I don't know. Well, it got handed down three times. Yeah, the fa- I guess clear. it was the family heirloom. It was the family heirloom mace. But then, you know, as Gladys is giving away her mace, she's like, well, with my arthritis and living alone, there's not much I'll be able to do. Like, yeah, therefore you need the fucking mace. Right. She'd probably spray herself. She you know, pe- Old know. people and technology. It's, I didn't think Gladys good. deserved to die. She was only like 35 years old. <laughs> she really was a young. She, have at least she was kind of like uh, when we were looking at some of the Golden Girls stuff and we realized how young they were, but yeah. to us they seemed so much older. <laughs> I think they are trying to pull that Golden Girls trick on us with this with Gladys because she did not look that old. Yeah. So we're just like, put on this gray wig and, and say arthritis a lot. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you'll be like 68 or something. Yeah. Like, she definitely didn't look old enough to be Chris's mom. I mean, or it basically Sarah's just made mom. me want to get a pair of big glasses and go to their retirement home if they have free martinis. And all you have day. a cane? Yeah. Yeah. I think if I'm Gladys had lived, some ailment. Sword cane. We, we yeah. talked about getting Gladys really, a sword cane. I think I also, yeah, felt let down by the fact that Gladys's cane did not turn into a sword. But. Or, it was too early for them to get rid of my. But it's so. also still a fucking cane. She could have <laughs> whacked him with it. That's what old people do, right? Like, it's the self-defense thing. Whack, whack, whack. Even Yoda hits people yeah, with a cane. I guess so. So you give it three out of five stars. So you didn't... See, I gave it bonus <laughs> points for the redeeming quality of how creepy Mike was as a villain. And the ping pong match was... I mean, second to none. It really, like, set it apart from average for me. It's, yeah. It set it above average. So... I guess well, three is average, right? You would say it's average. Yeah. And I'm going to say it's above average. I, I definitely would, wa- would watch again. Great. Absolutely would watch I never it watched Lifetime movie twice. <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed that uh, <laughs> synopsis of uh, Seduced, Seduced by, by My, my neighbor. neighbor. And uh, thanks for tuning in to uh, Killed by This Podcast. <laughs> and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Mike Aaron. I'm uh, Chief Security. Great. Feels, um, really safe here. Oh, Chris. Have you met someone recently? I, re- I barely know him. But I do think he's interested in me. You have the opportunity to help me save you from the other man. <laughs> what? Other man? Yeah, he's trying to take you from me. Allie, no! Oh. Seduced by my neighbor. Premieres tomorrow at 8 on Lifetime.